host, Ronette Branham, and I am here to offer biblical strategies for effective teaching. We have another Educated with Oil today as a special guest, and I'll let her introduce herself. Her, her name is Jackie Phillips. How are you today, Jackie? Hi, Ronette. Thank you so much for having me. I like uh, the title, Educators with Oil. I'm glad that you're speaking to me because I wanted to know more about you and how you even came up with that because I do think it is so important to have um, oil or the anointing that makes you effective in whatever you do. Whatever, whatever you do, uh, it makes you effective because people are healed, people are set free. And people find purpose whenever there's oil on you. So I, I appreciate you already for what you do. Um, and I thank, I thank you. you. When I say educator, I mean that I'm a part-time professor at Rutgers University uh, at the School of Social Work. And it's so mm -hmm. funny because in my life, I always saw myself as a teacher. And I believe mm -hmm. that I'm always teaching in whatever I do in life. And I'm also a counselor and that's what we do is we give okay. people tools for life. That's what teachers and counselors do. Um, so I thank you for that. And, uh, and uh, a, a minister also at uh, Abundant Life. Okay. And um, again, every aspect of life to me is teaching. Yes. If you're a teacher, something in you. I've been a teacher. I, I said on previous episodes that I don't care what I learn. I'm trying to teach somebody. Well, if I learned something, a new fingernail polish, I, I said to Shanae that I had, they had, Avon used to have this fast growing nail solution. It was like fingernail polish, but they, but they had it discontinued because it had something in it that was like kind of poisonous, but it was, it worked. I was just walking advertisement, telling everybody, look how fast my nails, two weeks you had nice, if your nails broke, yeah, nice nails in two weeks. So it worked. I was just teaching. I'll teach. I teach children how to be children. You know, children need to play sometimes. So I'm just, that's in me. So I understand when you say that you've always been a teacher and everything always. you do. And everything you do, if we're walking in the spirit, walking with our oil, <clears throat> the spirit of God, we, we're more effective in everything. And I mean, it could have you cooking dinner. If you're thinking, you know, like God is with me no matter what I do, it's going to come out better. Mm -hmm. uh, unless you can't cook, <laughs> that's so different. Right? But well, that's yeah. part of teaching too <laughs> is the honesty that comes forth in the truth. Yes. I think good teaching has honesty and it has truth and it has critical thinking. So the truth may be, you may not be a good cook, but you can do other things. Right, right. And I think that's part of teaching is showing people their gifts as well. Right. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to even talk about, um, we're going to talk about purpose, our purpose, knowing, our, walking in our purpose, and also covering uh, fellow educators or co covering other people. So I'm excited about that topic also, <clears throat> because you might not know your purpose, but you know what you feel, uh, torn, um, you feel, uh, gifted in or you feel like you're um pulled to something mm -hmm. and this is what I want to do but you don't know that's your gift mm -hmm. so just walking in your purpose even if you're not in your head this is my purpose but this is what I like to do this is what I'm good at this is what I can help in so uh, I'm excited to get into that um 
you also asked before we get started, you asked, how did I come up with that? That it was a collaboration between me and Shanae. And Shanae is my former uh, co-host. Uh, I'm excited for her to come back. She's coming back soon just to discuss what she's doing because of this podcast. It helped her, it helped her to walk in her 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 her, her calling. And wow. she changed her whole career. She left wow. teaching all together. That's another topic. But that's that's what I'm saying. Because I'm always curious again, because anybody <laughs> that's a teacher is always learning. Yes. A good teacher is always learning. So when I meet people, I always want to know more about them. And that's that counselor in me too. I you know, right. I, I just want to know more. Any good teacher though is always learning. Always. Yeah, yeah. Always. But she she this has this caused her to move walk where she wasn't walking. I saw a picture of her. Um, that she's, I talked to her the other day. I saw a picture of her and she's glowing. I said, well, where you been all this time? Where you been? <laughs> right. And now she knows what she wants to do and, and it's, everything is working. And so that, um, she came up, we flipped around some names and then she, she forced me to hone in on what the, who my people were, who are the people that I'm targeted towards. And then she had a few names for it because I didn't have a title. I couldn't think of a title, but I knew what it, what it was for. And I said, I want to coach teachers. She was like, well, what does that mean? Coach teachers? Who? Who are you going to coach? People who are leaving the profession? She kept on talking about leaving the profession. I didn't get it, right? I'm, I didn't know she was trying to leave for real. And then she said, well, I said, well, teachers just to help them walk, you know, with God and, and, and being effective and then she came up with that she was like well you you need the oil let's let's mm. go with that how about this and then i it just clicked she gave me like four names none of them worked mm. except for that yeah so i like that yeah i love it, it. yeah lines and and even to the oil helped her that's so interesting so this is already powerful and that's why i was so glad when you even ask me, and then once you ask me, I started to think about what guides me as a teacher. So I, I, I came up with three scriptures that I think guide me consistently, even when I'm, even when it's uh, subconscious, this is where I think I'm coming from. Oh. James three and one. And it's so funny, all the scriptures that I'm going to give you are the third chapter. So I think that's profound uh, right there. So it's, it's James 3 and 1, Colossians 3 and 23, and 1 Corinthians 3 and 9. Okay. And James 3 and 1 says, many should not desire to be teachers because you'll judge more harshly. Right. Wow. Like there's a great responsibility that comes with teaching and that's whatever age that you do. And it was, I think it was talking about people in the church, mm -hmm. but I see it more expanded. I think teachers just have a huge responsibility for right. the lives that you cover, period. And take this very seriously when you step into that place yes. of teaching, of shifting lives. And I think too, because we not only shift the lives of the people that we see face to face, but it's about their families. Right. It's about um, other people in the classroom. It's about our colleagues. It's about the earth because people say the future generation, but it's the generation, uh -huh. it's people that's impacting the earth. So I take that very seriously. 
and and that's why I I believe that you you study you absorb so when you show up you can give everything and that's another one of my favorite scriptures too that I live out in this is Colossians 3 23 and 24 is that whatever you do in life give it your all because do it as unto the Lord uh-huh, yeah this is it like whatever you do do it as unto God God is there and and, and that's uh-huh. one of the things that I try to stay mindful of God is there even in the people because not just in me right but in his people right and, and that's one of the things too that I try to show up and do before the classes. I pray for wisdom. I pray mm-hmm. for insight. I pray for understanding. I pray for the lives that's being impacted. And it is so moving throughout the years when students tell me you shaped my family's life. I'm on the phone, uh, phone with a former student yesterday, no Thursday, and she was like, when 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 we were in your class on zoom she says the whole family was there oh yeah family would show up she said and we would discuss the lecture long after it was over she was like you won't believe the way you shaped my life and my family and um when we were on virtual i had a student her father had died Mm -hmm. and her mom would show up and she was like thank you for what you're bringing to me to my daughter Oh, and I could imagine. Very, yeah, and it's just it's, it's just very powerful, right? And and I saw the mom at graduation, and uh, and the, and this is the beautiful thing about teaching too. These are all faiths. These are Jewish people. These are black people. Oh yeah, yeah. People. These are Muslim. These are uh, graduate students, undergraduate students, and just the power of shaping lives beyond. Right. People that I haven't even met. Like one of the students were like, my whole family knows you. <laughs> my whole family knows you. Yeah. That's, that's that's very powerful. And even um, when I have had difficult students, one of my friends, she would say, Jackie, you're to pray. And I've learned to do that. I, I, I take right. that to my life. Um, when I just want to be frustrated, one of my friends, she's like, they're there for a reason. Right, right. They're yes. There. Like get out of your own stuff. Uh-huh. They're there for a reason. So again, I bring God and to be able to see God in them. Yeah, that's yeah, right. I, that's the whole premise. And yeah, you, said, you just expounded on the whole name of educators with oil. Mm-hmm. And that I love it. And and I I looked at it while you were speaking and I was trying to picture it from my perspective where I teach small children and we were virtual for a whole school year, a half a year and then the, and how the whole family was there. I was teaching math and we taught it differently. The parents had to sit with the lesson right. to, to help their student, their children with the homework. Mm-hmm. So yes, some were there, you know, to make sure that their child is paying attention. But most, if they were there doing, doing a math lesson, they needed to learn it. They I couldn't help so. their, their, so they were, it's just amazing how, uh, I, I'm walking around school, kids are, hi, Miss Branham. Never saw the kid before in my life. Mm-hmm. I, in my, I, I don't know who they are, but they just know who I am. Mm-hmm. So I, I, like, I like that, that they recognize, and then they're happy to say hello to me. That's something different. You know, they could say, that's my teacher, my brother's teacher. 
or something like that and keep it moving. But no, they're making sure that I recognize them and I, I can appreciate that. But again, to recognize God in people. Mm-hmm. And, and my thing is, everybody wants to be seen and heard. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that we do when we show up. We show up to give people permission to be heard. Right, right. And to honor them that you're seen, that you're, because we live in a world where people feel so invisible and so isolated all the time. And, and teachers do, we, we allow people to be seen and heard. And we, and also one of the things that we do is we teach them how to say it, to, 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 right. again, to, to discover those gifts. What is, what is the way that you say it that may not be like anyone else? And I remember years ago, I was teaching a drama class and one of the young girls, she says, I can't read. I said, yes, you can. You're too shy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can read. She could read, but yeah. But you're shy. Uh-huh. And I'm like, read this for me. And she read, I'm like, oh my goodness, your voice is so powerful. <laughs> I'm like, that's a trick. It is. Your voice is beautiful, but that's a trick because it's meant to be shared. And I, I will work with her and, and just read it out loud. And again, that's that purpose that, that shows up in life. They to be little things, but little things mean a lot because it's the little things that tear us down. Right, right. Eventually become big things. And it's the little things that also build us up. So that's what we do as educators. And not only do we build up our students, but what has become very important to me in the past, I guess two years, Mm -hmm. maybe longer than that, is just co-laborers. So that's the other scripture is first uh, Corinthians three and nine that we co-labor with God. But I see that again, expanded that I'm concerned about other teachers. Right. And one of my uh, friends from the church, so maybe it's about six or seven years. She has taken upon herself that she prays for me and my coworkers. Oh yeah. That's Yeah. yeah. Yes, and, and we called their names out. And I just called her two weeks ago. I'm like, add another name to the list. <laughs> and she's like, how do you spell it? And we and we do that. And I just became so mindful of what teaching does to your body, what it does to your mind, what it does yes. to your spirit. And to be able to address those things that people don't always say. Right. And she has helped me with that. And, and one of the things that she does too is every semester she sends me a prayer. Every semester she sends me a prayer. Oh, she sends you a prayer. She sends me a prayer. Oh, okay. Oh, that's she, yeah. She literally, she either writes it down uh-huh. or, or, or she uh, texts it to me or she leaves it on a voicemail. And, oh, and, nice. and I can talk to her, but I like it when she leaves it on a voicemail uh-huh. or she emails it because I can keep looking at it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I can keep looking at it. And she has prayed for me so much and, and for my coworkers that I was able to share things with my coworkers that she has prayed for. And they didn't even and, and, and they didn't even know that we knew they were going through that. So when things came uh-huh. up, I was able to share that with them. They were like, who is that lady? We want to talk to her. <laughs> And that's the truth. That's so that's and it's the, so strengthening. It's so strengthening that I'm telling you, that's the power of uh-huh. for me to understand that my co-laborers are a part of my journey has become 
very, very important. I yeah, maybe the past six, seven years. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I'm learning that we need we we need each other. We need yes. that that community of mm-hmm. we need that that community to work together. Not even not just say we weren't Christians. We just say we didn't walk with God. We still need that community Absolutely. to help build each other up. So. Mm-hmm. Imagine if we are children of of the Most High and we're working together. How strong we are and how we strengthen each other. Because, like you said, you don't know who's going through what, but God will give it to you to pray for them for in a specific area, and that's strengthening to you and to them. And then just to know that somebody's praying for me, you know how that that gives puts something some extra strength in my heart and puts a smile on my face that, yeah, I feel that. And thank you for that, for calling out my name, whoever you're calling, that does something to me. Uh, It helps me. Just like my students, just encouraging my students in my class. Mm -hmm. I feel like I was bleeding. Uh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Cause I don't know what it is. So- um, Probably you getting emotional. My students in my class, I'm finding their gifts. And I'm I'm looking to have students who daydream, but they can give you the answers. Absolutely. I, I found out last night, I looked at it. I'm taking this, um, I'm in this conference this weekend. And the conference, the, while the speakers were speaking, I was writing things down or I was doodling, but I was listening. And so that put me to, uh, in mind to think about my students that doodle while the, and they can come up with the answers because they're listening, but they have to be doing something while they're listening. I have two students. They doodle the whole class, and I just read their papers. They're some of the best papers I've gotten in the class. Uh-huh. See? And, 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 and I, 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 some of the best critical thinkers, and when they ask questions, they're always on point, and you wouldn't even think it. So, yes, people... People learn in different ways. Yes. And I think we have to sit with that because I don't think we always understand that. And, and But one of the students did tell me that. She was like, I am listening, but I'm telling you some of the best papers. But to say mm-hmm. the race isn't given to the swift, neither to the strong. It's not always about the people that talk the most. Right, it's not, right. It's not. Right, and, and we're, we're all in the same class. We're all trying to get the same thing, but we're going to get it in a different way. So. My goal this week, Sunday, with my students is to bring out their gifts and their learning. And I have a plan for Fridays, what we're going to do, how we're going to um, present that, how we're going to show that we learn. Because we, I, I, I ask my students questions and, and I ask them to explain things to see if they got it, right? And then they'll explain everything that they got and then Somebody else will add to it if, you know, if they miss something. But I want them to explain it a different way, the way that works for them. And I'm trying to, so we won't feel like I'm not smart because I can't answer the question verbatim to the book because I never want that anyway. I want you to explain it how you can explain it, but let them teach them their purpose, not their purpose, but their gifts, what they're gifted in. And, And that's my purpose to bring it out. That's my purpose, to bring it out and know that I'm teaching them something, but it might not show up the way I expect it to show up. So I, I'm excited about that too. And um, like you said, people are 
listen, like I said, people are listening. Sometimes they're not, you have to bring them back in because I have little kids. So, but if they are, and they can still give you um, what's happening, what we're talking about, expound on the subject, um, let them be, let them do that. So that's why it is so important to, I think, to let people show their learning in a different way, like whether it's writing, uh, whether it's poetry said out loud, whether it's spoken word, whether it's answering in the class, whether it's working in small groups. And I know you, you know all about those different learning styles that they talk mm -hmm. about, auditory to kinetic, because it lets them know their value. Right in the way, in the unique way that they're created. And that's the beauty of it, that there's value in the unique way that you're created. And I think we live in a world where people think you need to look a certain way, you need to sound a certain way, right. just like another person. But again, when we help people understand the value in their unique way, it's not always that level of competing and comparison you can sit back and you're like, oh, wow. Right. And I, and I think that's the job of a teacher. I, that's the, one of our purposes, not just to teach them a, ABCs and one, two, threes, but to help bring it out. It took me a long time. I came from a family of singers. I couldn't sing. Like, I couldn't sing. I was the eyeball. And so I couldn't even see my value in my family. And I, I just couldn't. But it took me a long time. I didn't realize until I got older what people thought of me. People looked up to me. They looked, they thought I had wisdom as a small child. I didn't know because we didn't talk about it. We talked about the gifts of singing. Couldn't sing. We don't need you right now. All the while they were looking at me in a different way, but I didn't take it because we didn't point it out. So I want my students to understand who they are early. Um, and that is we can talk about purpose we we for days to come because you can look at it in all different directions what is your purpose the mental, but the thing too when you have a a sense of purpose mm -hmm. it helps you feel connected with other people and, mm -hmm. and, and purpose gives meaning and i think a lot of depression and anxiety and just isolation feel come from people not feeling that they have value right and that they don't have meaning so and not just it, it's not just for one age it's throughout the life cycle that yeah. you gotta know that you're valuable and life has meaning period right and I think that's what teachers bring out I remember mm -hmm. I was grading papers when we used to grade papers before all of this electronic stuff and <laughs> And all of a sudden, at the end of the paper, I, I just wrote to one of my students. I'm like, you deserve to be here. Mm -hmm. So he comes up to me at the class and he's crying. He said, oh. how did you know I needed that? Because I'm struggling. I, I didn't think I deserved to be here. I didn't think I was as good as the other students. And how did you know that? Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty, it doesn't have to be a lot of words. No, it doesn't. And that's one thing I like about little children mm -hmm. and how they even get excited when you say their name. Right. Especially when, when they don't think you know them. Right. You know me? I'm 
you know my mama, you know yeah. my daddy. Uh-huh. And then they, <laughs> they stand up and all you did was say, hey. Right, right. And they, especially when they don't expect it. Uh-huh. And they, they stand tall because you saw me. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they haven't done anything. They haven't said anything. They, they just were there. They were just being. And for us to recognize that. And even they tell us, even to walk the room, just to hear mm-hmm. what people are talking about. It's yeah. not just class, lesson. It's, 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 it's what are people talking about? Are they talking right. about grandma? Are they talking about holidays? Uh, were they talking about this lesson was difficult or they were having right. difficulty accessing? Like, that's one of the things that I do is uh, just listen to uh, the conversations. What are they saying? Uh, what's important to them? And it helps again with the lesson for the day. Right. The life lesson. Right. That's that's part of our reading program. When we give them turn and talk, we say turn and talk to your neighbor and discuss um, uh, solve a problem, solve an issue, and and. Um, well, I'll walk around and see what they're talking about. Not just how, what they're talking about, but how they're thinking, how it is expressed. Because they might, I had a little student, he will come up with the answers to the math. He would never write a problem down. It would be two digits. I'm jealous. Subtract. Yes, jealous. he would never write it down. He didn't want to write. I don't know why he didn't. He had fine motor issues. So I guess that's the way he compensated by figuring everything out in his head because holding a pencil was kind of difficult. So he would, I said, I don't know, where did you get this answer? Because I can't, I can't do it. It would take me a minute to figure it out in my head. He said, well, you have nine and one, that's 10. So, you know, you put that one over there. He just explained it and it's, you don't have to write, you're fine. I mean, as long as you can explain that, how you got that answer and just, listening to how they think and how they construct answers that's just amazing to me and then you'll you'll know your students you'll know what to help them with or what they don't need help with and then you could put more time in with another student so yes listening to their conversations about whatever the discussion is 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 something that we all need to tune into as teachers yeah i find it very helpful i i i love to hear um, their conversations because they are telling you they're telling you what's important to them right it's difficult yeah. what's their struggle you're hearing that they may not say anything to you about that but that's one of the things that I like about that and then I also like watching them talk to each other mm-hmm. and yes. that's one of the things that I'm always on the lookout for as an educator the the difference between the student that's quiet uh-huh. And the student that's isolated. Yeah, yeah. There are people that are not as talkative as others. They're just right. quiet by right. nature. Mm-hmm. And then every now and then there's a student that isolates. Yeah, yeah. I ha- I have a student really quickly. I have a student. I grouped the students to work on a project. And she didn't want to get... She, she's quiet and she's like more shy and, and reserved so everybody had their group and then she didn't there was these two little boys so one little boy said she won't talk to us right she won't work with us so then i brought her over to a group i was working with 
she was all into it. For one thing, she wanted to talk to me, but she was able to answer and, and give her input and discuss what we were talking about. But over there, she wouldn't even talk. She wouldn't even, she didn't want to. That wasn't her group. She wouldn't, <laughs> she wouldn't be in my group. But um, she's, like, like you said, she's not talkative, but she comes up with answers and, and questions that are on point. So um, listening to conversations, that's, that helps us um, with our purpose of helping the students. And do you ha have anything else? We have like eight minutes, but we have, you know, that's, that's pretty I long. I just wanted to know, what have you noticed in the classroom since COVID? Did COVID change the students? Oh. Did it change you? Did it change your approaches? You know, we, we see all of these things where they're saying like there's more anxiety. This is, we, we lost two years, but I wanted to get your impact. And then I'm going to tell you what I've seen. Okay. Um, what I've seen with my students, because mine are seven, my students are seven and eight years old. So they lost kind of that socialization mm -hmm. and they probably are home socializing a lot, but they come to school, they don't know the, how to socialize with other students. Some, you know, seven year olds, they'll talk to anybody, but then there are some who maybe they just had their family. They didn't get out. So it's hard, like the little girl I just spoke about. She doesn't talk to other students. Mm -hmm. She doesn't. And and she, if, if I'm in the conversation, she's all game for it and she's, she talks low, she raises her hand like real low, and then she'll tell us everything we need to know, you know, but she doesn't socialize. So I'm trying to, you know, help her be comfortable, know this is a safe place so um, she can give her opinions. Um, so yeah, that's what I found, especially with the students being so young. Is a socialization. One of the things that I find because I teach grad school and undergrad, it's just a level of anxiety, period. Um, and I think people had a lot of anxiety before mm -hmm. COVID, but I think afterwards, the level of anxiety just went so high because I also think people were inundated with technology. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's part of the socialization that has hampered too, is a lot of life was face to face, but now uh, technology has become a huge part of our life, which is good. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't be having this conversation like this. Right, right. It's a good thing, but it's also that balance because we still need people. That's the beauty. And I was glad to see so many people come back to school because yeah. I do think face to face helps us. It matures us. And there is something comforting, something healing about being with another person. Just like I'm listening to you talk about this student. There's something safe about you. So that's healing. That, uh -huh. that, that is healing. And again, it's given her a sense of value. So, so, so evidently she knows that she's valuable in your eyes. So mm -hmm. to me, that's what coming back face-to-face -face has done. And also for the students that were already anxious oh, yeah. having options to go online for college students gave them another option that 
other children, smaller children don't have, but colleges, I think, mm -hmm. The totally online programs have great, greatly increased because it gives them a chance to work also. Right, right. And, 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 it's give, and, and it gave us more options. So that's another thing too. Uh, the pandemic gave us more options to right. do life. And that's I, for all of us. We, and, and what do you want to do with that option? And that's another thing too. So people have to make choices. What do you want to do with that option that's been given to you uh, because of the pandemic and learning how to get balance even in that. And I also think, again, with social media, I think people were already experiencing anxiety. And mm -hmm. I also think socialization was lacking already. Already, yes. <laughs> we were heading to that. Already, but yeah. it made it worse. But it's, it, it, if, if I'm gonna be honest, I think it's already lacking because of social media. I have, you know, uh -huh. you don't have to look at people, you don't have to, uh, even for even reading books, doing things that you have to write things down. Like I write right. a journal and I encourage students to actually read a book, to actually journal. Because right. I think that's such a huge part of learning. Uh, I think it's part of intellectual health. And I also think mm -hmm. it's part of emotional health when you're able to write. And that's another thing that I've seen that's lacking is people don't write as much oh i came back last school year when they were out for a whole from half kindergarten half first grade then they came and all the first grade then it came to me kids couldn't write yeah they didn't they couldn't write on a line yes they, couldn't, they all over the place the papers upside down mm -hmm. they couldn't they couldn't write i mean it was a difficult year last year when the students came back full time so a lot of things uh, then I have people saying the other way. Well, they don't need to know how to write. They can type. So we need to know how to write. And, I, and I'm huge with that. We need to know how to write. Technology gives out on us. And, 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 and being yeah. a Black woman, uh -huh. I take that so serious because our ancestors were not allowed to write. Right, right. And anything that has been forbidden has to be precious. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. That's not lost on me. So I do not, I won't ever take that lightly. We yes. are forbidden to read and to write. Right. Yeah. Because this is what I tell people because the pendulum will swing again. And you don't want writing only for elite people and certain people. Right. And that's what it'll be for. And that's what it will uh -huh. be. I tell yeah. people, let's pay attention to history. Right. We don't want to learn from it. Yes. But, but again, but that's what educators do. We, again, we tell the truth about the past, the present, uh -huh. and what the and the impact that it will have on the future. So as an educator, I always emphasize reading and writing. We right. 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 Yes. That's I, right there. It is. Not that's, lost on me. Not second lost grade me. is that yeah, second grade is that place where I'm trying to bring up their reading scores mm -hmm. and and I'm teaching them why you need to read, why you need to know how to read. Um, and because it's not you might need to read something and you can't, or you might need to read something for your parents and you need to know how to read and not at a first grade level. So we, I'm bringing them up there. We're working on it. So yes, they have to know how to read and write. And I'm teaching them, you know, the basics, the how to figure out a word, how to just decode a word. Mm -hmm. So with that said, um, we, we talked about our purpose and what we're here for. 
the value of knowing our purpose as teachers, mm -hmm. uh, how it's going to help others and help us uh, do our job, what we need to be, what we are doing, and also the value. I don't know if this is most important or not, but the value of prayer and praying for one another mm -hmm. and having that community of people praying. Uh, so did you have one more thing before I close out? Well, I just like to talk about the three C's in the classroom, compassion. Mm -hmm. I think it is so important to be compassionate. And compassion starts with love. I think good teaching starts with love. Mm -hmm. I think the other C is challenging. A good teacher challenges, but you can challenge when people know that you love them. And the other one is creativity. Oh, yeah. Creativity uh -huh. is so important in what we do because, again, it lets people see their uniqueness. And I'm going to add another one. Community. Oh, we community? Community. Yes. Commune together. Right. And that's for in the classroom and that's out of the classroom. We're co-laborers because so right. since we are co-laborers, we are a community. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie. Okay, thank you, Jackie, for coming and sharing with us today. I can appreciate us talking about our purpose and the uh, value of praying for one another. And again, this is Jackie Phillips, uh, our guest host, and I am Ronette Branham, uh, Educators with Oil. And remember to like, share, and subscribe. And when I say share, share with another educator or it doesn't even have to be an educator share and someone um will learn something or get something or have something a comment about what we're talking about what we're discussing again thank you thank you jackie i appreciate it and thank have you. you're welcome and have a great day thank you for doing this thank you you're welcome <laughs> thank you right. have a good day you